Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I bring greetings from Nigeria. Let us stand up briefly, please. This is my desire to honor you. Lord, with all my heart, I worship you. All I have within me, I give you bread. All that I adore is in you. Lord, I give you my heart, give you my soul, I live for you, Lord, every breath that I take, every moment I'm away, Lord, have your way. I want you to take that song all over again and take it as a prayer in your heart as we sing. This is my desire to honor you. God, with all my heart, worship you. for my own way. I need your own way in me. Lord, have your way in me. Open your mouth and start to cry unto him. Start to talk to him right now. Lord, have your way in me. Father, have your way in me. Jehovah, have your way in me. Father, because without you, I am nothing. There is nothing I can achieve. There is nothing I can do. Whatever my strength has given me is nothing but dust and ashes. It is only through you that I have total, total victory, total deliverance. Father, have your way in me. Father, I give you praise and I worship you. I reverence you, Lord. I honor and adore you. Because, Father, you stand for me. 
since the beginning of time, you have proposed that I will be a victor. It is not because of my own good behavior. It is because of your love for me. So, Father, have your way in me. And I will show forth your glory. And I will show forth your power. And I will show forth your praise. And I will show forth your grace. Father, have your way in me. Father, have your way in me. Daddy, have your way in me. Glory to you, King of mercy. In Jesus' name we have prayed. In Jesus' name we have prayed. I need you to turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, the first six months of this year, did you enjoy it? Neighbor, answer. Okay. Was the answer yes? So you need to say, neighbor, the remaining six months of this year, are you ready for it? Neighbor, answer. Okay. So I need you to hold the hand of your neighbor. And I need you to close your eyes and say, Lord, this neighbor of mine is ready for your glory. Is ready for your grace. Is ready for your power. Daddy, let the heavens open. Let your glory come down upon his life. Let it come down upon his situation. Let it come down upon his family. Let it come down upon his job. Open your mouth and start to decree into the life of your neighbor right now. Father, we are ready for the next level. Because Lord, 2013 is a year of breaking through. It's a year of moving forward. It's a year, Father, that the walls of Jericho will come down. Glory to you. Because the first six months of the year were glorious. The next six months are going to be greater. You are worthy to be praised. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Shout hallelujah. That's better. Shout hallelujah. Let us be seated. You know, there's one thing about numbers and God. You know, when 2013 was starting, I was wondering, what does 13 mean? The people of the world are afraid of 13. There are some places you will enter, there is no 13th row. There are some lifts you will enter, there is no 13th floor. Praise the Lord. But you know the funny thing? God took 13 in the Bible and turned it around. In the book of Genesis, the Bible says there were five kings that were under bondage to a single king. But in the 13th year, they threw off the shackles of that king. So 13 is not a number of bad luck. It is a number of victory. (laughs) That is not enough. In the book of Joshua, when the children of Israel got to Jericho, the Lord said, Joshua, you will walk around Jericho once for six days. But on the seventh day, you walk around it seven times. So when you do that, and you give a great shout, the walls of Jericho will come down. They walked around Jericho 13 times, and the wall of Jericho came down. I am here to speak into your life that this year, the remaining six months of the year, every wall of Jericho, every shackle of bondage, every slavery of the enemy is coming to an end in the name of Jesus. Because we serve a God that confounds the wisdom of the wise. Because we serve a God that takes a man from the dust and is sets him before kings and princes of his people. Because we serve a God that when it is time to raise his children, somebody must have a dream. Either Pharaoh will dream, or or the Emperor of Persia will dream, or Nebuchadnezzar will dream. Because when somebody has a dream, you, you have the answer. Amen. That was not my preaching, by the way. The Lord sent me here to ask you a question, and he's asking me the same question. And this is the question. Are you still in Potiphar's house? Amen. 
Are you still in Potiphar's house? Joseph was a young man that God blessed. Before Joseph was born, Joseph was blessed. How did I know? Because God told Jeremiah, he said, before you were formed in your mother's womb, he said, I knew you. And I anointed you. And like our brother said when he was praying, he said, since the beginning of time, whatever you will be has been ordained. It is by the grace of God. The devil cannot truncate your destiny unless you let him. Now, Joseph was blessed. And in Genesis chapter 37, if you read from verse 2 to verse 4, the Bible said, because of that blessing in the life of Joseph, Jacob loved Joseph more than any of his children. People think it's because of Rachel. No. Because he did not love Benjamin as much. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Because in the house of Jacob, in the house of Israel, Joseph was blessed. It was special. That is why the inheritance of Joseph is double. When Jacob was blessing his children, he did not bless Joseph. He blessed Manasseh and Ephraim. Because Joseph had become two. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now to confirm the blessing, God started to show Joseph dreams. Amen? The first one he showed him, they were harvested. And his sheep, I'm not going to read it because of time, because I have a lot of things to do, I'm not reading it. But it's in Genesis chapter 37. If you start to read from verse 1 to the end, this story is there. They were harvesting in the, in, in, in the field, and they have sheaves of wheat. And he so said, when they finish tying the sheaves, you know, you, when you harvest wheat, you harvest the whole plant. Then, then you tie it up in bundles and you keep it in the field for those that were collected behind you. Praise the Lord. And Joseph said, brothers, when we were harvesting, suddenly my sheep stood up and yours bowed. Amen. 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 And the Bible says, and his brother hated him the more. Let me tell you one small secret. As Christians, we are looking for people not to hate us. But Jesus said in the book of John, he said, a servant is not greater than his master. So if they have hated me, they will hate you. Praise the Lord. But the difference is this. They did not conquer Jesus. They nailed him on the cross so that you might have victory. So Jesus was victorious because the grave could not hold him down. Hell could not hold him down. At the appointed time of God, the Bible says the Spirit of God woke him up. And the angels removed the stone from before the tomb. And Jesus stepped out. You will step out. For his brothers hated them the more. Amen. Amen. But you see, he could have said, but God should have stopped giving me dreams if my brothers are going to hate me. Because I'm their brother, right? They need to believe in my dream, right? Sorry. I'm here to bust your bubble. Sometimes you love your brothers more than you love God. It has to be the other way. If your love does not go up first, it cannot go sideways. Amen. Amen. Am I speaking to someone today? If your love does not go up first. See, if you don't love God, your marriage cannot be sweet. If you do not love God, your marriage cannot be sweet. Because the Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9, it says, I have not seen, neither has he heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man. The imagination of man is too small to understand what God has prepared for those that love him. Listen, the difference is for those that love him. Because God loves everyone. If you don't believe it today, believe me. God even loves the sinner. The thing that God hates is the sin. That is why John chapter 3 verse 16 says, don't worry, I'll pick it up. John chapter 3 verse 16 says, for God so loved the world. Did he say for God so loved the church? Did he say for God so loved the Christian? He said for God so loved the world that he gave. Don't worry, I'll pick it up. Don't worry, I'll pick it up. I know. Leave it. But... 
the difference is this. God loves every one of us. But those that love him are the ones that will walk into his manifest glory. Those that love him are the ones that will experience what I has not seen. Are the ones that will experience what he has not heard. Are the ones that will experience what has not entered into the imagination of man. Because we are created to pleasure him. And the moment you are not loving him, you are not fulfilling your purpose. In the wilderness, you need to love him. How many of you love him in the wilderness? Don't try to raise your hand because I can prove you wrong. Because if you complain when you don't have what you are looking for, you don't love him. (laughs) If you ask him, Lord, why is this happening to me? At that moment, you are not loving him. You think he's the proprietor of a corner shop. You know, when you walk into a corner shop, it is not big, right? There's a, there's a store. Then what do you do? You tell the owner or the person behind the counter, give me that, give me that, give me that. Most times, that is what we do with him. Give me, give me, give me. That is not love. You don't love the owner of the corner shop. Because if you do love the owner of the corner shop, you will go and walk with him in the corner shop. Praise the Lord. Now, when you do that, you are limiting yourself because God does not run a corner shop. God runs a hypermarket. Because in a hypermarket, you walk in and you take what you need from the counter. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, Joseph had another dream. And this one, he said, the sun, the moon, and eleven stars bowed to me. Even his father complained at this time. There are some dreams that God will give to you. Even those that love you will complain. But you are not alone. It happened to Joseph. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. When God starts to, start to separate you from those that love you, it means that there is time for a lifting in your life. Because if they love you too much, they will hold you back. Husbands, listen to me. Our wives are wonderful women. I love them. But when you take a very crazy idea to them, what is the first thing that comes from their mouth? They want you to be careful. Because when they think, they're thinking of their children. They're thinking of your comfort. So sometimes, God will move you back a bit so that you can move forward. Amen. But the Bible said, Joseph, after complaining, he pondered on the dream. Because Joseph misinterpreted, no, Jacob misinterpreted the dream. He thought it was the son and the moon was himself and the mother. No, but then his mother was dead. So a dead person cannot bow to Joseph. But the dream has bigger things. Now look at the difference. The first one was personal with the family. The second one had moved into the realm of nations. The second dream was telling Joseph, even nations will bow to you. Because the sun rules the sky in the day. The moon rules the sky at night. Praise the Lord. In the family of Jacob at that time, there was no ruler. But in Egypt, there were rulers. So the Lord was saying, the greatest nation on earth will bow to you. Even the ruler of that nation will bow to you. But Joseph had to say, because if Joseph did not say, the next stage of God's plan would not happen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So when you go to Genesis 37, from 12 to 36, right? His brothers were now somewhere. Then the father said, I need you to go and look for your brothers. And on the way, while he was coming, the brother saw him and said, look, the dreamer is coming. Special boy. He's the only one that God speaks to, right? As if we two are not God's children. Does that, does that sound familiar? Some of us say that about our pastors, right? We say that about our brothers, Right? Right? Don't keep quiet on me, it's the truth. Right? Yes. So they planned for him. And they said, we're going to kill him today. By the time we kill him, let us see whether his dream will come to pass. But you see, the problem is this. Even in the midst of thick darkness, God can still act. Oh, yeah, you, you are not with me. You are not in the spirit. I don't have time. I need to stop very soon. So you need to come with me. Huh? I don't want to drag you. I want, I want you to run ahead of me. I said, in the, in the place of thick darkness, the light of God, even if it's a small candle, 
will still manifest. Because Judah said, why do you want to kill him? Let us hide him. Let us just punish him. Because the Bible says, because Judah had a plan to go and release him later. Judah was one of the eleven, one of the ten that wanted to kill him. But suddenly the Spirit of God stepped in. See, let me tell you one thing and listen to me. Wherever they are gathered to plan for you, a Judah will rise. But God knew that Judah alone could not do it. So God raised another partner for Judah. He raised Reuben. Reuben now said, okay, let us throw him into the well so that I can come back later and come and get him. But that was not the plan of God. The plan of God was that he did not have to die first. So by the time they throw him into the well, some people were passing. Then the same Judah now said, okay, why do you even want to just throw him into the well? Let us sell him into slavery. Let us send him away. They will send you away. But they will send you to your blessing. They will send you to your destiny. Because your dream is too big for where you are right now. The next six months of this year, you will see a shift in your situation. The Bible says that we are kings and priests unto our God. My pastor in Nigeria said the Lord was speaking to him and he said that the Lord said he's about to lose the loins of kings. And that the wealth of the nations will start to come. And when that kind of prophecy comes, it is not only for one church, it is for the entire body of Christ. There are kings amongst you. But if you remain in the house of Potiphar, you cannot fulfill your destiny. That is why the Lord is asking the question, are you still in Potiphar's house? Because why did I say that? So they sold him off. And the Midianites, they did not talk about how long he was with the Midianites. They did not talk about whether he complained when they were selling him off. But the last verse in chapter 37 of Genesis said, and the Midianites sold him to Potiphar. Praise the Lord. Now, as Christians in this modern age, when you hear that, you are saying, but he's, but he's a child of God. When you hear that, you are saying, but God showed him a dream. When you hear that, you are thinking, well, is, that maybe there's an unconfessed sin in his life. When you hear that, you are saying that maybe he's a, he's a secretly wicked person. Listen, there's some times that when God is walking, he has to pass you through the wilderness for you to get to your destined destination. Amen. 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 So we jump to chapter 39. Let us read verse 1 to verse 6 of chapter 39. If you can put it on the screen, please do that for me. But if you have your Bible, open to Genesis chapter 39 from verse 1 to 36. Eh, 1 to 6, sorry, I'm sorry. Genesis 39, 1 to 6. Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian brought him from the Ishmaelites, who had taken him down there. The Lord was with Joseph. Amen? 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 Let me ask you a question. When somebody rises against you in the office, what is your first thought? You think God has, this, has left you, Abby? Sure. Brother, I like you. You are very honest. And the Lord will bless you for that, your honesty. Is it true? You wake up in the morning, you step out of the house, somebody abuses you, you, your car is in an accident, the police arrest you, you get to the office, you're given a query, you think that God has abandoned you. The Bible said here, and Joseph had been sold to Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought in from the Ishmaelites, who are taking him down there. So, but the Lord was with Joseph. Not only was the Lord with Joseph, and he was a successful man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him. And that the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. So Joseph found favor in his sight, and served him. Then he made him overseer of his house. And all that he had, he put under his authority. Praise the Lord. 
So it was from the time that he had made him overseer of his house and all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in the house and in the field. Thus, he left all that he had in Joseph's hand. And he did not know what he had except for the bread which he ate. Now, let us imagine a bit. This was a slave boy. His greatest education before now, he was a shepherd in his father's house. He was number 10, number 11, which means he was the youngest at that time, right? When Benjamin was there, Benjamin was, he was the second youngest. So imagine, he has 10 brothers ahead of him and one sister, right? So he most likely might not have learned anything, right? Right? Because all the ones ahead of him are strong enough. They are bigger than him. They can do things. It was not with them when they were with the sheep. It was at home. It was pampered. Right? But God took him. Made him a slave. He now, he now traveled with the Ishmaelites. The Midianites. Who were born businessmen. Traveling from one place to the other. Buying and selling. So he learned how to manage resources. Then he got to Potiphar's house. And the glory and the grace and the favor of God did not depart. And God made him successful. Now the Bible says Potiphar was an officer of Pharaoh. That means he was one of the cabinet. Imagine how big his house would be. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Imagine how Potiphar would have been. Maybe he was Secretary of State. Like Secretary of State of the U.S. And the Bible says... A shepherd boy, a shepherd boy that was sold off at 17 years of age, became the master of Potiphar's house. Maybe it was four years later, I don't know. But he became a master of Potiphar's house. Why? God was with him. Brethren, if you have accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, you are greater than Joseph. And I have proof. Because the Lord Jesus, when he was talking to his disciples, he said, since the time of John the Baptist, of, no, 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 not, not that. He said, John the Baptist, all that came before John the Baptist were not as great as John the Baptist. He said, but the least in the kingdom. He was not talking about the kingdom we will go to when we are raptured. The kingdom of God has started from here. That was why Jesus told Nicodemus, he said, today, I have come to dine with you. I have come to bring the kingdom of God to you. When he was talking to him, he said, unless you are washed by the water and the blood, he said, you cannot enter the kingdom. So the day you are washed by the water and the blood, which is accepting Jesus as Lord and Savior, you have entered the kingdom. You have become a citizen of the kingdom. That is why the rules of the world are different from the rules you are under. Amen. 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 So Jesus said, all that came before John, and not as great as John, he said, but the least in the kingdom is greater than John. That is why, if you are here and you have accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, you are greater than Joseph. So Joseph was successful in the place of slavery because God was with him. I need you to hold that in your left hand. Don't eat with it. So I don't care what you are going through right now. You are successful. The problem is you are not seeing it. Amen. 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 I thought you were going to shout hallelujah when I said that, but you didn't shout hallelujah. It was so successful that it took total control of the household. Aha. But now the problem now came. Because it was successful... You know, all the time we have not talked about the devil, right? But the devil is ever present. Because his job is to kill, to steal, and to destroy. So from the beginning of time, like he told God in the book of Job, he said, you know, I go around. I walk to and fro. I'm looking for those I can trip up. So the devil decided to trip him up. And suddenly Potiphar's wife developed an interest to him. Because the Bible says because it was comely and it was pleasant to look at. Amen. 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 
You know, it was David that said, I and the, and the children that the Lord has given me, he said, we are fearfully and we are wonderfully made. You are comely and you are pleasant to look at. I don't care whether you are white or black or green or yellow or blue. In the eyes of God, you are special. If you don't live here with anything today, live here with that. And Potiphar's wife now started. That is in Genesis 39 from 7 to 10. She now started. I love you. I need you to sleep with me. Don't worry. I'm the wife. Nothing. Now, let me tell you. This is where the question came from. Right? Let us do an exercise. Imagine. The Bible says in verse 6 that Potiphar did not know anything about his household anymore. Only what he had. Right? So Joseph was in total control. Am I right? Answer me now, please. Am I right? Good. Thank you very much. Smile. Good. If you focus too much on where I'm going, you will miss where I'm going. So I need you to be, to be, to be joyful in the presence of God. He had total control. Then Potiphar's wife brought a proposition. You know what? If we become lovers, there is nothing that you don't have access to in this house. Because if that happens, even if Potiphar decides to say, why is Joseph behaving like this? The woman will quietly start to defend him. Right? 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 I know it's church. You're afraid. I will. No, no, don't worry. We're learning from God. But do you know that most of us are in that position? If you're in a position in the office and you engage in politics so that nobody can be promoted above you, you are in Potiphar's house. If you backbite people because you feel that they are better than you and you don't want people to look at them instead of looking at you, you are in Potiphar's house. If you are in a place of such success and the Spirit of God has been prodding you, son, it is time to step out into the unknown because I am with you. It's a faithful is that promise. I know the thoughts I have towards you. They are thoughts of good and not of evil to bring you to an expected end and to give you a hope and a future. If you refuse, you are in Potiphar's house because Potiphar's house is the place of comfort. He was in total control. He could give away half of Potiphar's house and Potiphar would not know. He was in control of the books. He was the accountant, the general manager, the managing director. But thank God he was not the damaging director. Because he loved God so much. He loved God so much. I need you to go. Let us go to verse, verse 10. Fine, let us start to read from verse 9. His love for God, and this is where I'm going, his love for God, his love for God says, there is none greater in this house than I. Neither he else, he, he kept back anything from me but you. Because thou art his wife, how then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? See, Joseph is a wise man. He would have known that rejecting that woman would get him into trouble. He would have known that rejecting that woman could kill him. But you see, Joseph did not look at what he controlled. Joseph did not look at the position he held. He did not look at the law of his wife or the law of his husband had for him. He did not look at his position in church. He said, how can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? That is love for God. At that point, Joseph submitted his resignation letter from Potiphar's house. At this point. Where are you? Where are you? I need you to ask yourself that question now. Are you still in Potiphar's house? You still in Potiphar's house. Mm. 
Joseph did not remain in Potiphar's house because his eye was on God and not on man. Paul said, I count everything but dung. Brethren, there is no level you are in life you will face temptation. You might not have money to eat three square meals, but you will still face temptation. You might be paid so much that you don't have any needs, but you will still face temptation. That is the point you need to ask yourself a question. Where am I? Am I still in Potiphar's house? Praise the Lord. The story did not end there. In Genesis 39, verse 21 to 23, the Bible says, And Joseph went to prison. Because by the time Potiphar, Potiphar came back, and Madame cooked the story, praise the Lord. Woman, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not looking down on you. But she cooked the story. And we men, you know what? When our wives talk to us, we listen. We don't dissect. And Potiphar got angry. What if I forgot that I have trusted this boy all along? Because it was time. <laughs> Nothing can hold on the time that God has appointed for your next level. But since Joseph went to prison, it seems as if he was demoted. Amen. Amen. Do you know that if you, if, you, if you want to jump up, before you can jump up, you have to squat down. You cannot jump up standing straight. You will not go high enough. So what Joseph, what God made Joseph do was you need to squat. Because the next level is bigger than Potiphar. And he went to prison. But God did not leave him alone. <laughs> If you read verse 21 to 23, let's see if you can read it quickly because of time. And the keeper of the house, let me see, yep. And the keeper of the prison did not look into anything that was under Joseph's. Let me, let me, let me start from one side before. That's 22, okay, 21. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy. And he gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hands all the prisoners who were in the prison. Whatever they did there, it was his doing. And you see that? He said, the keeper of the prison did not look into anything that was under Joseph's authority. Because the Lord was with him. And whatever he did, the Lord made it to prosper. Now, if Joseph had stayed back in Potiphar's house, he would have died an unknown person. Amen? 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 But when he moved to prison, God did not leave him. The glory of God does not depart from your life except when you are in sin and you refuse to repent. But the mercy of God is what pulls us out of sin. So where are you? And it went on and on and on. And if you go to Genesis 40. Now before that, let me say something. God bless him in prison. Why? Because God is not powerless. He can provide for you even in the wilderness. In the book of Exodus chapter 16 from verse 12 to 13. The children of Israel were in the wilderness. They were complaining there was no food. There was no meat. And in one day, God appeared and said, Okay, fine, I've had you. From today, you will eat quails. From today, you will eat manna. There is nowhere you go as a child of God that the Spirit of God is not there. I don't care whether you don't have a job for six months. The, the day God will give you a job, it will wipe out the deprivation, the hunger, and the sorrow of the last six months. I can prove it. It has happened to me. So your current position might be sweet. But this is not the ultimate place of God for you. You might be in Potiphar's house right now. In that office you have become a colossus. Nobody can be promoted unless you say so. 
If you are truly a child of God, you need to go back to God and say, Lord, is this where I should be? Your prayer in the next video should be, Lord, where have you appointed for me? The Bible said in the book of Hebrews that Moses did not consider the pleasure of Pharaoh's house. For 40 years, it was in Pharaoh's house. According to historians, it was actually more favored than Pharaoh's son. If he had not committed the murder he committed, he would have become the next Pharaoh. But he knew where he was coming from. He refused to stay in Potiphar's house. Daniel was taken to Babylon as a slave. But he refused to stay in Potiphar's house. He did not eat the food that was sacrificed to idols. He said, give me pulses and water. Where are you? Because the story of Joseph did not end in prison. When it was time for the sun and the moon to bow, Pharaoh had a dream. Before then, the butler and the baker had a dream. You know why? Because Potiphar did not behave like men of old. He could have taken Joseph to the prison for poor people. But the Bible says he locked him up in the prison where Pharaoh's prisoners were. So even in prison, there are different classes. Because Joseph needed to talk to the baker and the butler for Pharaoh to know. Amen? That was also the plan of God. So, are you in the plan of God? Are you in the plan of God? Let us stand up. Are you in the plan of God? You might be favored right now in whatever you are doing, but that is not the ultimate of God for you. Because when you find your God-created purpose, you cannot be delayed in the house of Potiphar. When you understand the plan of God for your life, when you know where you are going, you cannot be delayed in the house of Potiphar. So I need you to speak to God and say, Lord, I don't know where I am. Reveal to me. Reveal to me. Because I don't want to remain in Potiphar's house. I want to move on to the next level. My purpose is not fulfilled. I have not arrived. The journey you have placed my feet on, Lord, move me to the next level. Open your mouth and start to pray for yourself. Start to pray for yourself quickly. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Quickly. Mighty Father, I commit myself and your children unto you this afternoon. Mighty Lord, we don't want to remain in Potiphar's house. Lord, help us to move forward. Help us to move forward. Glory to you. In Jesus' name we have prayed. In verse 41 of Genesis 41, Pharaoh told Joseph, no, verse 40, sorry. You shall be over my house, and all my people shall be ruled according to your word. Only in regard to the throne will I be greater than you. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, See, I have set you over all the land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh took his signet ring out of his hand, and put it on Joseph's hand, and he clothed him in garments of fine linen, and put a gold chain around his neck. And he had made him ride in the second chariot, which he had, and they cried out before him, bowed in him. So he set him over all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh also said to Joseph, I am Pharaoh, and without your consent, no man may lift his hand or foot in all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh gave Joseph a new name. 
God will give you a new name. Say, I am Pharaoh. When he said that, it means I have authority. And that authority I'm giving to you. That no man will raise his hand or his leg in Egypt unless you say so. Now imagine that you are greater than Joseph. Joseph became a prime minister at the age of 30. 30. He was 17. I think he was 13 years in Egypt. 13. The number came up again, right? 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 From the time he got into Egypt till the time he became prime minister, 13 years. And you are in the 13th year of the millennium. Something great is about to happen in your life. Raise your hand and say, Lord, I give you praise. Because in this 13th year, I move out of Potiphar's house. In this 13th year, I move to my next level. In this 13th year, I break every wall of Jericho. In this 13th year, every yoke is off my neck. Every burden is off my shoulder. In this 13th year, I receive your grace and your power. Afresh and anew. In this 13th year, the light of your countenance will shine upon me. In this 13th year, I am rising and I'm shining because my light has come and your glory has risen upon me. Come on, open your mouth and start to give him praise. Start to give him praise right now. Start to worship him. 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 Morakaba sentele marashan talaba. Ruki marase kentele gedegedegedele. In Jesus' name we are praying. Father God, we praise you and we thank you. Thank you, Lord, spoken to each and every one of us. Father, this is the day, the unique day that you made it possible for us to come together to receive the message that you kept for us today. Lord, you brought all the way your servant from Nigeria to here, Lord, to raise us up and lift us up from the Potipa's house to the palace, O Father. Lord, from the prison to the palace, the victory is from you, O Father. Lord, it is your will that we should live a victorious living, O Father. Lord, my God, it is your purpose, O Father, because we are your children and you are our God, O Father. Let your anointing of, uh, Lord, your anointing be upon your servant in abundance in the days to come, O Father. As you have received your blessings in this day, O Father, through your word, let us, this word remain in our hearts in the days to come, O Father. Lord, as we pass the six months of this year, Lord, in the, from seventh month onwards, Lord, we will claim the victory in the name of Jesus. For your glory alone. In Jesus' most exalted name we pray. Please be seated. Now is the time for us to go to the Lord, into the Lord's table. As we started this day, how do we start it? It's a day of celebration. We shout and celebrate it. Amen? Now, today is a celebration of celebration. Amen? The table is kept for us. That is to celebrate. Amen? That is a sign of victory. The victory Jesus Christ won 2000 years before for you and me. And it's our joy and a pleasure to join together, coming together in union, so that we will celebrate the victory of Jesus, which he has given to you and me. Amen? Let us go through the scriptures from First Corinthians chapter 11. From 23 onwards. First Corinthians chapter 11. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you. That the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this. 
in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Verse 27. Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner, eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many are asleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord, that we may not be condemned with the world. In this scripture, what we understand, this is kept before us for the remembrance. Three times it is made remembrance of me, of him, of our Lord Jesus Christ. Remembrance of his death, remembrance of his resurrection, remembrance of his coming. And we are all expected to proclaim his death. When we take part, it is to remind us that we are proclaimed the death of Jesus Christ to the world. So it is, first of all, altogether it says, it is a communion service to, uh, to celebrate us. And as a summary of what can say, the last verse from 29 onwards, when we eat and drink in an unworthy manner, we are inviting judgment. Judgment includes sickness and death. If we judge ourselves before we are partaking the Lord's table, God will not judge us. When we are judged, it is because we are God's children. So we are to be very careful in our approach of the Lord's table. It is good. So this celebration is not like all other celebrations of the world. If there is a celebration somewhere, anyone can just join. But this is not like that. This is for his children. There is a term. It is not for sake of us, or, but it is for the sake of you. Because the word of God is very clear. You should not take part in this table in an unworthy manner. What does it mean, unworthy manner? You should examine yourself. You have to judge yourself. You should accept Lord Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of your life. You should be obeyed Him. Into the waters of baptism as a sign that you are a sinner and you are forgiven because you are confessed your sins and you have received him in your life. If you are sure, it is open for you to take part. That's what the word says. It talks about judgment. Judge yourself, otherwise the Lord will judge you. So dear brothers and sisters, even if you, feel, if you feel guilty of your sin, now is the time for you to confess before you. Shall we close our eyes and look to the Lord, pray for yourself, prepare yourself before you take part in this last table. Gracious Father, as you know from the beginning, you are full of love and compassion, full of mercy. Even now, as you exalted us through your word, as you built a Lord, as you have spoken to us through the man, Lord, through your servant, Lord, we are excited and and we are so encouraged by thy word. At the same time, they celebrate, to celebrate, continue to celebrate 
the table is before us lord help us to take part in this in a worthy manner forgive all of us sins if we have any unforgiven sin in us forgive us in this time lord if we are due to forgive others remind us this time of father as we are forgiven by you let us forgive others as well lord give us the conscious the clear conscious that we are forgiven and we are free to take part in this table which kept before us bless the bread and the wine which before us as a sign it is there as we are going to take part in lord you bless it and sanctify it lord give us your blessing through that of father that you remind us as a remembrance of the salvation of the death of your son jesus and of his coming in jesus precious name we pray amen now the ushers will guide you those who are accepted the lord jesus christ as the lord and savior as i said you are free to come just cooperate with us is Jesus command my death 
every stranger in my life, every stranger in my body, they are hereby declared terminated in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Lord, we want to give you praise. Because you have done it again. Thank you because the devil could not hold us back from being a partaker of your flesh and your blood today. The Bible says, when I say the blood, I will pass over you. Because of the blood, I decree, every evil that is meant for this month, pass us by in the name of Jesus. And after the Israelites took that table, when they partook of that special meal, the Bible said the Egyptians, they forced them to take everything that belongs to them. They gave them everything they needed and even beyond. And therefore I decree, by the particular of the blood and the flesh today, every blessing that I be hanging over your life, I declare relief unto you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We are coming to testify in the name of Jesus. Thank you for what you have done for us today. Thank you because we are out of Potiphar's house. And we are entering into our inheritance. In the name of Jesus. No prison will stop us. In the name of Jesus. No discouragement will stop us. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, blessed Redeemer. As we go this way, we go in your power. In your grace. In your presence. In the name of Jesus. When we come back next week with testimonies. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. The grace together and fellowship. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit, rest and abide with us now and forevermore. Amen. Now wait. Be surely share with your friend. And face him. A minute that you are saying surely, where to go? Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life, and you shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Now, the same way, share with yourself. Hmm? You know how much you love yourself. Why don't you go? Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. And so shall it be for you in the name of Jesus. Amen.